Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the career of the World Series champion has been crowned. Atlanta Braves win it for the first time since 95. We'll get into the reactions to that. My week 9 NFL power rankings. We're going to do a little tread deadline review as well in the NFL. And my marquee matchups for week 9. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Good afternoon, it is Wednesday. And the Atlanta Braves are World Series champions. They won their first World Series since 1995 with a huge Game 6 victory over the Astros last night. 7-0. Shut them out. Shut down those cheaters who have now lost two of their last three World Series appearances. Take that, Houston. Take it. But anyways... This was probably one of the most impressive runs any team has ever had. I mean, this storyline is what this team overcame since the start of the season till now and be World Series champions. That's pretty damn awesome. I think Hank Aaron will be really proud. You know, he unfortunately died earlier this year. They honored him before Game 3 of the World Series. So I know he will be proud for his Atlanta Braves. And this, look at this, man. Max Free last night, six scoreless innings. Knocked him out, man. He's up there being, you know, rattled us a few games earlier in the series. Uh, Solaire, he wins the MVP. Yeah, three-run home run shot last night to start it off. You know, his third overall of the World Series. Becoming the second-born Cuban player to win World Series MVP. You know, Levon Hernandez did it back in 97 for the Marlins. So, this Atlanta Brave team, man, they all did it. They now snapped their 16 consecutive postseason appearances without a title. Say goodbye to that now. Just wow. I mean, just wow. I mean, just going back. Let's take it back a little bit earlier in the year. Marcelo Zuno was supposed to be, he signed that extension. He was supposed to be. You know, a big part in them trying to get to the World Series, but he went out. They lost Mike Sorica, pitcher there. He went out retiring his ACL. When they lost Ronald Okuna Jr., when that guy went down, the Braves' odds were just non-existent. There's no way they can even be able to like sustain it and be a playoff team, let alone. But they were, and they did it at the All-Star break. They're below 500. That's been done since what, 1964. That was the last time a team under 500 won the World Series. The odds just kept stacking against them. But they came in here, took care of business, beat the Brewers, beat those almighty, no way, name it could be, offensive power. Pitching ridiculous. Los Angeles Dodgers, they're on they can't they're unbeatable. Nobody can beat them. They beat them. And then they come to World Series, finish the Astros off in six. This team overcame every obstacle. 
underdogs. Everybody stepped up. Getting all those players, you know, replacing the help, replace uh like Okuna like this. I mean, it's wow, kind of speechless. <laughs> this is what a championship team is. If you could dock it up, this is how you do it. Overcome adversity, come together as a team, and just give a lot of credit to that front office for making those moves. So there was one of them. Here he is winning the MVP. You know, they redid that entire thing. Like, wow. Just wow. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. They deserve it. This is how you win World Championships. Yes, this is time for the NFL Power Rankings for Week 9. You know, I love doing these things because this changes every other week. I like watching it on ESPN and NFL Network and seeing how they rank them and whatnot. But mine, all NFC teams. You may ask why, like how? You got to have at least an AFC team. Well, these NFC teams are stacked this year. And they've been playing lights out. There are teams we know are going to make the playoffs. We can't wait for those matchups in the playoffs. The AFC is kind of up and down. You kind of don't really know. Even though I believe there's a couple of teams just on the outside of this top five I have here. Uh, that will be, you know, that they're going to obviously be better. And I want to insert them into the top five as the season goes on. Because I get to see that this team's coming. But anyways, let's get into it. At number five of my power rings for week nine. The Arizona Cardinals. They lost last week on Thursday night in a kind of a heartbreaker in the end zone late to the Green Bay Packers. They're 7-1. They're the last undefeated team. They finally lost. I had them put them up there at two a couple weeks ago. But Arizona Cardinals, we still believe they have a soft schedule. They're going to finish the season strong. We'll see if they, they could very well still get the number one seed, obviously. In the NFC for the bye, but Arizona Cardinals coming in at number five. I don't have a lot of faith in them. Will come playoff time when it comes to these other NFC teams, and that's why I still rank them ahead of the Arizona Cardinals. And I rate the Arizona Cardinals where they are at number five. So at number four, a new one. I had to put them in there, especially after this last week without their star quarterback, the Dallas Cowboys. I got to show them some love. Dallas Cowboys was out. Dak last Sunday beat um, the Minnesota Vikings. Cooper Rush throwing for over 300 yards. Cowboys? We're talking about the Cowboys. The accident hasn't happened yet. They're 6-1. Dak's supposed to be coming back from the calf this weekend. Hopefully, I can see it happening. There's no reason. He looks healthy. He's out there practicing. He was in them. Pre-game warm-ups doing his little dances and whatnot, and they still sat him against the Vikings as precautionary reason, I guess. But I fully expect Dak to come back and play this Sunday against the Broncos and extend their win streak because the Dallas Cowboys are scary because they're running the ball. They're playing efficient defense, too. CeeDee Lamb and Mario Cooper are doing their things at the wideout position. Michael Gallup's still on IR. And they're doing it without him. That would be another weapon that could come back, hopefully. And at number three now, I got the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, big victory last Thursday. They got another big-time game coming up here at Kansas City. And 
as I put him in here at number three in the power rankings, Aaron Rodgers has just been ruled out already for the game, the COVID reason, I guess. So Aaron Rodgers won't be playing now this coming Sunday versus Kansas City. But I'm not going to move out. The Packers are 7-1. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is the man. That's why they're at number three. Their defense is improving just a little bit. They didn't make any big moves at the trade deadline. I thought they were going to add maybe a tight end. There was talks about adding Hayden Hurst from the Falcons to make a network because they lost Tunyon. But Green Bay Packers, they don't want to give them any kind of help. We know they're strapped at the salary cap position. But it would be nice to maybe add a little bit, maybe just a, a maybe the average piece to help with this run in the NFC and getting back to the Super Bowl. But anyways, they still remain at number three, the Green Bay Packers, because I'm not counting out that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. All right, now jumping to number two. I had these guys at number one. I still got them at number two because I'm not ready to go completely against the GOAT. That's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two, Tom Brady. They lost to the Saints this past weekend. Yes. For some reason, Tom Brady has a little bit of trouble against New Orleans in the Los Angeles Rams defenses. We've seen him back-to-back years since he's come to Tampa, but I'm not counting them out. Their secondary is still abysmal. The running game was a little non-existent this last Sunday, but it's TB12. It's Tom Brady. His Buccaneers defense is still solid despite their secondary woes. Their offense is still solid. They're going to get Antonio Brown back coming out of the bye week. They're going, don't worry. Tampa Bay Bucks are still going to be one of the teams to beat in the NFC. Tom Brady's still in the MVP conversation. The Tampa Bay Bucks, despite losing two games now, they're still damn solid. They're still one of the best teams in the league, and that's why they still stay in my top two at number two. Now, number one is the team that one of the teams that beat them, the Los Angeles Rams. I've been saying it since the beginning. They're not my number one in week nine power rankings. Who's going to stop them? Who is going to stop the Rams? Yes, we know they lost to the Cardinals earlier this year, but that's not going to happen again. Matthew Stafford is on a tear. Cooper Cup is the man. Matthew Stafford is my pick to MVP. He's my pick to uh, beat the Bucs in the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Because why? It's in L.A. L.A. Matthew Stafford resurrecting his career. He finally got out of the cursed franchise of the Detroit Lions. Sean McVay's got his quarterback. That's what I like about the Rams. And now they added Von Miller, pass rusher from the Broncos, to go with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Los Angeles Rams, my Super Bowl pick in the preseason, still my Super Bowl pick now. They're my number one in the NFL power rankings going into week nine. All right, now let's hop into this next topic. We're going to talk about the NFL trade deadline review. The NFL is different than like the NBA, the MLB. You're not going to see this crazy blockbuster trades 
salary cap reasons. People don't want to guard in the future because usually you get near trade line like, oh, we're cutting bait. You know, we're just trying to get a good draft pick. <laughs> or you just don't. The value of draft picks in the NFL is crazy. They won't even part part ways with like a fourth and fifth rounder for some guys, even when it makes sense. They don't want to give away draft picks. But if you're the Rams, you don't care about your draft picks. That's what we know. They never want to have a first round pick. Now they don't want to have any picks. But <laughs> look where it's getting them. Look what it's gotten the Rams. You got to go for it when you have a great team. I'll gladly trade a couple first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. I'll gladly trade another few picks for Matthew Stafford. If you know it upgrades the position and makes your team better, who are you going to get in the draft? Because it's not a certainty. You are not certain about players who come out of the draft. You got to hope it pans out. You got to hope you hit on that one draft pick you may have in the first round. You got to hope you may hit on that one pick you get in the next round. So like, you got to hope for that. Why not get a guaranteed guy you know is going to ball out for you? And that's what the Rams are doing. We didn't see a lot of, you know, big names, of course. We're going to get into a lot of rumors. Like I said, the Dolphins, the Sean Watson thing didn't happen. The owners didn't sign off on it. He decided not to do it. Did his due diligence on Watson and blah, blah, blah. So it didn't happen. So now we're going to have to hear the whole story about in the offseason. They didn't trade Devontae Parker, Xavier Howard, those other names. Didn't happen. OBJ. Didn't get out of Cleveland, even though LeBron's tweeting free OBJ, free him. And his dad put out a video of how many times Baker Mayfield doesn't throw in the ball when he's open. <laughs> so that didn't happen. Fletcher Cox, another big name out of the Eagles. He didn't move. He's a Philly lifer, man. Bless him. <laughs> Bless Fletcher Cox, man, one of my favorite players in the league. So he didn't move. Marlon Mack didn't move from the Colts. That was another rumor. Melvin Ingram did get traded from the Steelers to the Chiefs. He signed with the Steelers his offseason after his long career. Like nine, what was it, nine years as a Charger? So now the Chiefs added another pass rusher. That was for a sixth-round pick. But we didn't see any trades except for this one. Von Miller, Broncos trade him to the Rams for a second- and third-round pick in the 2022 draft. And that's the big trade. Nothing, nothing else happened, really. Green Bay didn't add it, anybody. Thought they were going to get a tight end. Aiden Hurst maybe from Atlanta, but they didn't part with him. But as a whole, NFL trade deadline was boring. It's not like NBA. It's not like you know MLB where you have crazy trades involving big-time players and people trying to make a push. But let's talk about this Rams and Broncos trade of Rams. Adam Vaughn Miller with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Bob Miller, we know he's been hurt a lot the last couple of years. But now he can't be on the field. He's been out of Broncos lineup. But it's huge. Screw the draft picks. If it's going to help you win now and you get another guy, that's going to help Bob Miller out who's at the tail end of his career. Having Aaron Donald line up next to you, I mean, that's going to help him out. Maybe stay a little bit more healthier. <laughs> not getting banged, not getting double teams. Broncos are sellers, which is kind of interesting, but his contract's up at the end of the year, 
So why not get a second and third round pick in the year's draft coming up? That's the highest. A lot of people were bidding on him. That was the rumors. A lot of people were trying to call the Broncos about Von Miller. But they decided to go to the Rams. Rams are all in. They're going to get it, man. This acquisition is huge for them. Huge. I still think Von Miller has a lot of in the tank. If he just has this year, so be it. If he gets you a ring, you did your thing. Do what you're supposed to do and win the Super Bowl. I love that trade for him. I like it for the Broncos standpoint too because they add a second and third round pick in 2022 draft. These guys going to walk. You're not going to pay him, you know, that another big contract come off after this year. So big time move for both of them. I like it on both sides. Probably great. I would really grade it like an A for the Rams and like an A minus for the Broncos. Like, or this is regular A. Like both sides to me won the deal. Uh, Broncos know they probably aren't going to be that team, you know, uh, to be dominant in the AFC, but for this year anyways. So I like both sides of the deal. But that's your trade deadline. No massive trades aside from that one. That's the NFL. Okay, let's get into your week nine NFL marquee matchups that I have highlighted here. It was originally Packers at Chiefs. It may still be. But Aaron Rodgers is not going to be allowed to play in the game after testing positive for COVID. So it's kind of a wash. I was kind of looking forward to that. Chiefs had kind of a mediocre win against the Giants. But I was looking forward to Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. That was going to be it. This is the number one marquee matchup. Now it's not going to happen. We'll see if Jordan Love can play ball. This is his chance to shine. So the league, so Green Bay, who they love so much. So we'll see what happens during the Green Bay Packers and see if they can win in a pretty damn good NFC. Like, every win matters. If they follow this one, it could potentially harm them a bye come the NFC count because Cowboys are balling. They only got one loss. Cardinals only got one loss. Rams only got one loss. So this could be a big time, you know, you know, crucial hit <laughs> for the Green Bay Packers if they lose this game. And it's like, oh, wow, they only lost two games. But the way the NFC going, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another one, like, could be very impactful in terms of the final standings. So I decided to go with now. I told everybody I was going to do this because every week, you just got to pick the Cowboys in your marquee matchup because something aside is going to happen because they love to put on a show. They love the storylines like they did this last week. That was a pretty damn good game, Cowboys and Vikings. Cooper Rush, balling. That wasn't Dak Prescott out there. Put on a show. So that is going to be my marquee matchup. Broncos are 4-4. Four four. They got rid of Von Miller. It's a perfect time for Dak to come back. 6-1. and one. You don't got to worry about somebody on that defensive side coming after you like Von Miller. But Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a key in this game. And I'm kind of disappointed in Teddy a little bit. Because this Denver Broncos offense, to me, can really be great. Not just good, but great. I really believe that. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, the running back, was the guy who was on the, possibly on the trade block. But he's still with them. They got the rookie, Javante Williams. 
They got Jerry Judy back last week, so he's going to be in this game. With Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Patrick. Like, this Broncos offense is key. Bridgewater, 1,914 yards in the year. 13 touchdowns, 5 picks, so he's been okay. But I want them to push the ball down the field more. I want them to take more chances. I think he plays so conservative sometimes. I want to know why. There shouldn't be averaging just 19.6 points per game. Cowboys are averaging 32. Teddy, you shouldn't be averaging just 253 yards in the air a game. Cowboys averaging 313. That's Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. It's a little bit different, but this, I don't know. Honestly, being honest here, I may want the Broncos wide receiver group over the Cowboys. Honestly. Call me crazy, but really. I think Cortland Sutton's that guy. Who's going to guard him? Like, He's 6'4". A beast. And he can't get the ball. Patrick's another guy. Beast. No offense. High end's a beast. Jerry Judy could be a beast. Broncos defense. Passing yards a game, 240. Cowboys, 293. I want to see how this passing game works. Teddy Bridgewater needs to take some chances. Cowboys going to get Dak back. This is that, why this is my marquee match. But I really want to see on both sides the passing game in this one. I know Cowboys and Zeke and Tony Pollard have been playing really well in that one-two punch. The Broncos have been playing really well with their one-two punch and Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I like this. Broncos? Come on, Teddy. You got. They went with you over Drew Locke. Let's start getting this passing game going. Okay, now my next marquee matchup. I went with another one. I wanted to put this one in here too. Titans at Rams. Primetime Sunday night football. Reason why? Because the Rams, obviously. I want to see them. My boy Matthew Stafford. They're the number one team. Tennessee's coming off three incredible, like, big-time victories. The Chiefs, the Bills, and an overtime this last weekend against the Colts. Three big wins, but the big problem with the Titans is this. They lost King Henry. Foot surgery. He's out for the year. Can they overcome this? I don't know if they can. But in this marquee matchup, I don't know. <laughs> I can't see it. But that's what's going to be interesting part going forward. Can Julio stay on the field? Will he be available for this game? He sat out Sunday. He's got to be back. A.J. Brown been balling these last couple weeks. Because they're going to turn more to a passing game. He'll be able to attack that Rams defense. They signed Adrian Peterson. The Tennessee, that's right. Tennessee Titans have signed running back. Adrian Peterson. He's ready. He's ready to prove everybody wrong again. Sign the practice. Well, let's see if he'll come out there for uh, Sunday's game. Because right now it's Jeremy McNichols. He's a backup. And they also signed Deontay Foreman to the practice squad. So they're bringing in some running backs. But I want to see Adrian Peterson on the field in prime time one more time. At least. I'm a, that's why it's in the marquee. Because they signed Adrian Peterson. I want to see him out there, man. 
He's one of my favorite running backs. He's what, 36 now? Does he have anything left in the tank? Has a play this year? Play last year in Detroit? Did pretty well, actually. Spent a couple there in Washington. Did pretty well there, too. The guy overcomes it. Father time, I don't know if it's really him yet. I'm just excited to see if it never ha- if it doesn't really happen, if he doesn't ball. I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> but seeing Adrian Peterson on the field one more time. See if he has any juice left. He wants to fill in some big shoes there. That's King Henry, man. He was on the pace for another 2,000-yard rushing season. And now it's kind of sad he had on that foot surgery. But it's going to be a marquee matchup. Um, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. Are they going to continue to just dominate defenses like they have so far this year? Cooper Cup almost had a thousand receiving yards already. Um, so that'll be something to watch. And I'm really interested to see if Adrian Peterson plays and suits up for the Titans on prime time. And that's my main reason why it's <laughs> it's the um, moment with marquee matchups. Tannehill hasn't been very that too impressive. 10 TDs, 7 picks on the year. Why well, you got Stafford over here with 22 touchdowns and 4 picks. So it's pretty uh, it's pretty insane. <laughs> Tannehill, it's your time. You got to come through and show why you're the starting quarterback for Tennessee. So we'll see how he does. That is my marquee matchups of NFL Week 9. And it'll do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the career with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, streaming on every single platform. So be sure to check us out every Monday and Wednesday. New episodes will air. And check out the official website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. It's feeltheheatent.com. You stream the podcast episodes there, too. And sport articles will be made available for you to like and comment on and share. Got a cool little merch store to check out. Um, our social media networks are at feeltheheatentertainment on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So go subscribe to those as well. Thank you all for joining me again. Catch you all on Monday.